You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Either we win or we learn, and today we learn. Abdacha, Austin, Shabakizabi. It's in field to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1 0. Blue fast shot. Oh my word. It's unbelievable. He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans, available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it and I can almost guarantee you, you will enjoy it more in the second half of Southampton against Tottenham. At St. Mary's, our home form from last season continues. And let's be honest, like the first half wasn't that bad, except for Tottenham got the ball in the net a bunch of times, but had it ruled out by offsides. Um, But the warning signs were there. We continued to play a high line. And then, you know, Son scored four times. Then Kane scored once. Kane assisted all four of Son's goals. Uh, I had Che Adams in my fantasy team. He didn't score a number of uh, presentable chances and then got booked. So that was cool. Danny Ng scored twice, so that, that's almost a guarantee. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I am recording this uh, not long after the game is finished. Um, just after I have recorded the actual episode that you'll hear with Christian Candler, uh, which was recorded like 30 minutes after the game was over. So. The wounds are very fresh. You're hearing this hopefully on Tuesday or Wednesday, so hopefully things are better. Hopefully the the wounds are closed and healed. You've moved on. You're just looking at next weekend. And then you realize we play Burnley. So there's that. But anyway, uh, thank you again for listening. If this is your first time, uh, I apologize. Um, But I apologize for this, I should say. Um, The episode itself is great. Uh, Christian Candler is always great, but um, the wounds as we talk, well, as, as you'll hear, um, are pretty fresh. Uh, we'll walk through the game and hopefully um, you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. Um, and, uh, you know, we will attempt to do better next week. Uh, but until then, here's the show and I will talk to you on the other side. So I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Christian Candler. You can find him on Twitter at Candler Nero and on Instagram at C.N.L.D. No, I did it wrong. C.N.D.L.E.R. Made a mess of that, but uh, it's about as good as our defensive line tonight or this afternoon, this morning. I don't know. It, I, I'm going to say 345 right. a.m. is the middle of the night. Like, I don't know what it point it becomes morning, but. I was trying to boil water and the water's like, why are you boiling me this early? This is not, it's not ready. Um, it's such an honorable thing that you wake up so early for these games. Sometimes like it shows the dedication that, that you really have to, to Southampton. Like it's, I mean, yeah, when it's like today, yes, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't really want to make a big deal of it because people that have to travel like all the time to go to games, like it's way harder, but like nobody's traveling to games right now. So Yes, like right. this is unless you're in Hawaii. But if you were in Hawaii, the game would have kicked off at one a.m. So you could have theoretically been out drinking, up. and still yep. like the bar would have still been open. They they could have shown the game in the bar, um, yeah. before you went home in the first place. So I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah, it was it was. I mean, the sun is still not out as we record right now. The sun is not even no sunrise yet. Uh, my alarm, I don't think we could be further on opposite sides of the countries. Like yeah. I'm on very much the East coast and you're on very much the West coast. Yes. And it yes. shows just how big the United States is that I can look outside and be like, Oh, the sun's up. Like yeah. it's full morning here. And you're like, the world hasn't even awoken you. 
But yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to be back on here. It's, it's still such an honor that you think I'm cool enough to be on here. Oh, you, de- you definitely are. You definitely are. I enjoy talking to you. Um, and I, I mean, I always think back to the first time we talked. It was, a, I mean, it was a disappointing day, but also a very exciting day. It was the, the day of the EFL Cup final was when we spoke the first time. And I think yeah. that was episode nine. So it's been, you've been around, you've been around a while. I mean, this is 192. It's been so. such a long time. Yeah. Like, I have to think back and be like, wait a minute, that was 2017? Yeah. Um, so it's been a little more than three and a half years, and it time really flies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting to that point where I'm out of college now. And especially even with the pandemic, like time doesn't really exist in the same way anymore. Yeah. So like, I still think it should be like everybody else that it should be April. <laughs> yeah. As uh, life is, is totally different right now. Um, and time is, time is a mess. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to put into it all into perspective and I don't know. I don't know. I, I just can't, I don't even know where to start like with time or with this game or, Anything else we're recording? I mean, the game has been over less than a half hour and we're going to try to kind of put it in perspective. And I, I mean, we're obviously trying to avoid talking about it, but we're going to have to. Um, I think that if this would have happened Saturday morning and then I would have had to get up on Sunday to talk about it, I would be more angry. Like right now, I'm just like, well, like you almost just laugh about it because it was so bad. Um, the wounds are still fresh. Yeah. And so it's still just kind of at the processing terms, the processing stage of grief. Um, we haven't gotten to the acceptance part or the anger part. <laughs> that's going to hurt. Uh, yeah. When I, when we get there. Um, so I was going to make jokes about our formation. We played four, four poo or whatever, but I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> do that because I'm going to grow an adult. But um, I mean, the lineup, if we just start there, I mean, let, let's, let's start there because obviously like there is bail stuff and he's coming to back to Spurs and all that stuff, but he wasn't involved today. Um, he was never coming back to Southampton, but I will say that there was a, there's a clip online that somebody posted on, on Twitter where he was asked to save one of his shirts and he picked the Southampton shirt. Um, so I think that says something like he's, he's, he's still, I mean, he's, it's going to be nice to see him watch him play. Cause I wasn't, wasn't around when he was playing in the premier league yeah. before, um, I've only ever seen him at Real Madrid and then highlights of, of him being, um, of course at Spurs and at saints, but um, that'll, that'll be great. Um, I don't know if you have any, any kind of thoughts of, of on him coming back or if you want to talk about that very briefly, cause that's at least, I mean, that's, yeah. that's slightly better news than, than what we have to talk about. I'm hours. actually like, I know we just lost the Spurs and so we should be mad at them, but I'm very happy that he's back in the premier league. He was such an exciting player back in the early, um, part of the last decade. And he just do things. He was one of those players where he would do things and he just make you go, wow. And we haven't been able to see that the past few years that he's been at Real Madrid. And so hopefully now that he's back at Tottenham, he gets a little bit more of that freedom that he had when he was at Tottenham the last time. And so um, thankfully he didn't get to play against us. He didn't, he didn't get to do that against us, but um, I just hope that we, like he was such a dynamic, exciting player, and so that's only it's only going to be a good thing to be able to watch him again back in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it will be exciting. And now that we we got that game out of the way, I I really expected us to be better. But I'm, as you said, I'm glad we didn't have to watch him do it against us. But um, <laughs> the first half wasn't bad. No, no. <laughs> I had good things um, written down, and then I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the warning signs were there though. Spurs had the ball yeah. in the net quite a few times with with VAR. I mean that this high line we're playing is absolutely ridiculous. But getting slightly ahead of ourselves, I think um, I think that the commentators are saying that Lucas Moore stands to be the one that's going to like lose out. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how Spurs are going to fit that in. Um, but I'm sure he is going to have an impact. And does it make them top like title contenders? Like I don't think so. I think they still have other 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 issues. But um, you know, what I do think. they always say about second season Mourinho? Um, like this is the this is the time where Mourinho gets the best out of his players, and um, for that second season, this is when they're awesome. And then, so they'll be if patterns are to be, if we can determine anything from patterns, Spurs will be very very good this year. They'll be at least contenders, and then next season everything will fall apart. Which uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be here for because yeah. it'll it'll be nice, um, but yeah. So I I mean, that's great. 
I mean, we have transfer news. I mean, Ralph did come out and say that Ings is no, there's no chance Ings is going anywhere. So that's nice. It's nice to just have that awesome. confirmed. Um, yeah. and, and we also said that, that Buffal may go somewhere and it looks like the fee is really low, but I mean, and then he's not in the squad today or, you know, on Sunday when we played Spurs. So, I mean, maybe there is something me, there. I mean, is that a, is that a um, huge loss for you? Is he in the last year of his contract? Like, how many do we know how long is left on his contract? That's something I should know. Uh, um, but if it is the last year of his contract, that would explain the low fee, I guess. Um, and it's just like if I've been one of those players where um, he reminds me a lot of Adel Tarapt back in the day, where Tarapt would come out and he'd just do these incredible things, like once a month and you'd be like that's amazing like he's such a good player but then you'd watch him in the next game and he'd just be nowhere and so i think like he i i won't be too sad that he's leaving to be honest um i would have expected a higher fee but like we never get high fees for our players like i can't remember the last time that we sold somebody for a super high fee besides like the Van Dykes and Mane's. Um, but so I think it's just best for both parties if they split. And, you know, our wingers looked good today. Armstrong was good. Jennifer was good. Tello was put in a really bad spot, but he looked fine. Right. Um, and so, like, I don't think it's a huge loss that we're losing Buffal. And I think, didn't Ralph say that um, we'd be bringing in another player if yeah. Buffal leaves? So um, I don't think it's. Like, you know, it's a little sad that he's leaving, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's it's such a big loss. Yeah, so he is, uh, his contract does expire uh, in June of of 2021. So so you're all right. So that that does explain it because he could essentially in January start negotiating to to go somewhere for free. So uh, I guess a little bit of money is worth it. Um, Obviously, he's been out on loan the last couple of seasons. He's been, like you said, he's been hit and miss. And I guess it's just determined, you know, it's not worth renewing the contract if, for a player that that kind of fits the system and doesn't but doesn't quite do it for Ralph, so you know I, I guess that's that that is what it is. And if we can get something for him, great. And as you said, Armstrong looked good, Janapo looked good. He had that one run, uh, kind of. Oh, it was so good. You know, and you, you wish you wish Adams was able to score. And uh, I guess I guess we'll get to that in a second. Um, but let's go back midweek a little bit. I didn't watch the match. It wasn't on uh, ESPN Plus here, so. I guess that's okay because it didn't sound very good. I listened to a little bit of it on uh, on my lunch on the on the radio. Um, yeah, but I think what we can take away from that is like one, we're not going to have as much con- fixture congestion. Um, but two, like you know, Ralph came out and kind of criticized the players for not being as fit, uh, the squad not being ready, and also like he's kind of fired some shots at everybody. I think, but um, I mean, yeah, you could tell how frustrated he was in that post match interview, like. I don't think we've seen that from him during his whole time at Southampton. Like usually we'll come out from a loss and he'll be at least a little optimistic. Like, you know, like we weren't good enough today, but some signs were there. But in that post-match press conference, he was just like, they weren't fit. We weren't good enough. Um, our, our preseason wasn't any good. Our squad is light. Um, we need more players. And so it was just like, you could tell how frustrated he was. Yeah. Yeah, and and it is a little bit. I mean, like you said, it's it's concerning it, it, that he is that that he's already like that upset because you 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 don't want to see the team go that way, and you wonder what that dynamic is between the players and him. And he he always seems a little bit like stand, not not standoffish, but he's definitely not like a warm, fuzzy guy. You know, like he he does yeah. seem like he he commands that respect, and I don't know what it was that that. I don't know what the difference is between this season and last season and the way that the players are responding. And I tried to like kind of keep it in perspective in the newsletter and say, I think it's down to fitness, but then, you know, we just, it might be tactical as well because we just kind of like looked a little bit of a mess, but um, I think it is. um, So I was thinking about this throughout the whole rest of the week after the game on Wednesday, because like, it's amazing what one week did to our entire confidence. Yeah. Like how much that one week changed. And so I think maybe the players got a little cocky after the end of the season. Because, like, you know, if you think about it, when the pandemic started and everything cut off, we were still kind of on the rise. Like, okay, 
like season's going really well. There's so much to work for. Yeah. And then the season ended in such a good spot. The players just kind of relaxed a little bit. Like, okay, like we've got this going into the next season and kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. And then when um, like Crystal Palace came out so well and they looked so good and they kind of shell shocked us and we were all kind of like, oh no. And then you could see the nerves start to come in and then Brentford just looked awful. And I think the players were, were shell shocked and it kind of was a kick in the teeth to everybody's confidence. And, um, like the, the talent's still there, but I think there was a little bit of overconfidence coming into this season from, from the entire squad, the, yeah. the players mostly. Yeah. And, and I wonder sometimes I think about the, the effort required, and I've probably said this a thousand times, but the effort required to play in a system like Ralph's, if at some point you lose that, that willingness to work for the manager. And it could just be like, just the guys are tired of like having to work that hard. They can go other places and not have to do all the running and all the pressing and all of the like responding to all that stuff. And, and that, that, and that can wear on people. And that can just be uh, why players and managers have to move on after two or three years and, and, and that stuff. And maybe that's why the squad needs a refresh, but I don't know. It, it's just, it's, yeah. it, I mean, He's, so I, I am worried. I am. Cause I think if, if at any point, Ralph loses any part of the dressing room, the players won't work for it because you don't, you have to have a reason to work that hard for somebody because we just require a lot, a lot from the players. But, um, yeah. so, but I, I don't think Ralph is going to lose. I really don't think Ralph is going to lose the dressing room. Like he, he's already gained so much respect and trust from the players. I think that um, Ralph is very stubborn tactically. And I think we've seen that throughout his whole time as manager here that um, he demands that the players follow his vision, mm -hmm. work in the system how he wants them to. And it, it kind of it killed us when the players weren't fit and they obviously aren't yet. Um, Cause if you think back, we have played a high line, like we, we pressed so well under Ralph earlier. And now that the players aren't fit enough to, press for 90 minutes right i think that was mainly what killed us it wasn't that oh we had such a high line it wasn't um that our tactics were, were terrible and i do think we should have dropped back at some point but the players weren't fit enough to work in the system and so like you can see it in the later goals um and i'm jumping ahead but you could see it in the later goals where sun would run through and you could just see stevens was already out of breath Mm -hmm. Bednarik was already out of breath. Walker Peters was out of breath. Whereas if that had happened last season, our players would have been fit enough to make the runs back, to make the tackles, to make the plays defensively. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Ralph should have changed his tactics a little bit, but it's also on the players to that they lost the fitness to work optimally in his system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's go back and, and just start with the lineup. I mean, enforced changes there. Armstrong back fit, thankfully. Redmond yeah. out uh, with an injury. And I, and I have to shout out Tim Bizance for calling this in the, in the Discord group chat. I think in, in both our group and the, in that Never Saints group, um, saying when Redmond went down midweek, he's like, that's not a good fall. He's there. That's going to be an injury. And he was spot on. And he's, been analyzing like injuries and stuff like that um, on the that number podcast for anybody who's who's interested in, in, in having more conversations about that. But um, you know, so Redmond's out, so you get Janapo coming in on the left, which I think is what he prefers to play, and then Armstrong coming in on the right. And I, I thought, like like you said, that that was that was good. Um, Ings and Adams up front, uh, and really like no no surprises to to me in the lineup. Um, but what about what yeah. about you? Are you okay with with how that looked? And except for maybe the bench and not having Buffal on it or anything, any, any, any cares there? I don't really have, I didn't have any problems. I thought the lineup was fantastic going in. Like if you had asked me to make a lineup, that would have been exactly the lineup that I had made uh, going into this game. And, you know, I really didn't have any problems with the bench and I think it just shows how light our squad is right now. Um, like we knew coming in 
to the season that we needed to get rid of some dead weight, but those players needed to be replaced. And so those players just really haven't been replaced. But Ralph's always given a chance to youth, so I don't I didn't mind Tala being on the bench. I didn't mind Wallow being on the bench. Um, but those are just positions that we need to replace. Like we've already talked about how much we need another center mid mm-hmm. and need another winger. So yeah, I thought it was a good lineup and I'm still excited for Tella. I think he could be a good winger. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are just positions where we need depth. And if Buffal's leaving, then I don't mind him not being in the squad. Yeah. Uh, overall, just, I was happy with the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a quote from Ralph coming out after the game, just posted online, uh, says with the team we have, we can't play much better than we are at the moment. To be honest, it's not so easy to do something tactically different. Um, obviously that's one quote, so I don't have the, the whole transcript in front of me because we started recording, like I said, yeah. <laughs> moments after, after the match. So n- not even, never had time to process all this stuff, but, um, well, I guess that makes sense then. Cause like, like on the surface, at least without having much time to think about it, I think that makes a ton of sense because Ralph has spent so much time instilling this system into these players that changing tactics on a whim is not going to work well. And it, it, it would be really disastrous for the entire team. Um, yeah. And so the squad's light, and I think everybody knows that. And so I think that's just another plea to be like, please, like we need to, we need to buy players. Um, there was that article, I think it was in The Athletic, from Van Sheldon this past week about how they had reworked the entire transfer system. And they have like four or five players shortlisted for each position. And so um, that investment just needs to be made to these, yeah. for these players. Yeah. Sorry, that's another tangent. No, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I, I was you know, hope, hoping that there would be some sort of Europa League impact for Spurs. Um, obviously, they had to play Thursday night, which is why we played on Sunday. Um, which is why I have a special name for my alarm clock whenever we have to play a Europa League team, but don't discuss that if you want to check it out. It's on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, we're going to have to do, we're going to have to figure something out because this is, this is not going to, going to work. It, and it is just one week. It is just, you know, it's only three games. It's not the end of the world. We, we can't no. possibly go from 98.9% positive to 0% positivity, but there definitely are. I think concerns Ralph is, is pointing those out in terms of uh, the squad depth and, and things like that. And, you know, you have guys like, like when Ward Prowse and, and, and Ramey, you wind up on yellow cards, like you start having to worry and about the, their ability to, to press teams and, and commit those kind of tactical cynical fouls to like stop passages of play. But Tottenham also, you know, didn't really try to play through midfield all that much. I mean, I want to say at one point, uh, and Dumbele made a pretty good turn. He he did Romeu and Ward Prowse turned away from yeah. both of them. Um, it was before played, their first goal. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah. the ball out to Kane, who put it across for Son. Uh, I wanted to yell at McCarthy for that, but I also don't think he's going to get there if it's a race between him and Son. And then we would have criticized him for bringing Son down in the box or not getting there or whatever. I just think it's well, one I think of those... the criticism that needs to be made of McCarthy is he changed his mind, and I, you know, you it's. Uh, that's something you tell youth goalkeepers be committed yeah. to your decision. If you're going to come out, come out, don't get caught in no man's land. And that's what he, that's what McCarthy did. And, you know, I think McCarthy's, he's a good goalkeeper. And last year we were talking about him getting called up to the England national team. And so, um, he's just in a really bad run of form. And when keepers are in a bad run of form, then it's a, makes life especially more difficult. And so we need to be critical of McCarthy because he had a bad game. He made one save and they still scored off of it the entire game. But um, yeah, there's a difference between being critical and being just insulting and mean, I think. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't good enough today, but we know how good he can be at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wish almost Gunn would have been in, in goal today because i could have called this title of the episode son of a gun but i'm gonna have to figure something out at at some point um and people already know and it's once again we're just avoiding talking about the really the really hard things here but um let's go back to the beginning of the game because uh, we talked about the lineup already 
and no real surprise. And and the game didn't start all that poorly. I mean, Romeo did give the ball away and then immediately bring Hoiberg down and get booked, which you know, I mean, that's that's pretty that's getting the the Saints bingo card in early. Um yeah. and, and I think that there was some some worry, right? Uh, or at least uh, you know, a, a flag up for us right away when they put the long ball down the right and the cross comes in. Kane scores from the rebound. I think it was four minutes into the game, and I was yeah. like, "It's four oh four a.m. Like, cool, we were already behind." Um, VAR comes in, but that was a theme all day. As Tottenham was willing to play over the midfield, just like we've seen teams like Burnley do, but do it with 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 players that are of a quality that they're going to make us pay. Um, and, and that's something we're going to, we're going to see kind of, kind of all day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's typical Mourinho, if you think about it, like he, he draws you in and I know that kind of came off the free kick or whatever, or the giveaway, but like Mourinho draws you in. It's what he's done his whole entire coaching career. He sits back a little bit, he draws you in and then boom, counter attack. Yeah. And, um, like it was Mourinho would have been looking as a lips seeing, our, our formation and our tactics today um, just with how, how well we played into his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I did want to say, you know, we had several chances and so did they, I mean, they had oh, the yeah. ball in the box several times or in the, in the, in the goal several times with uh, offside, keeping them out. But um, Adams, we good. Adams, Adams probably should score. And y- you, he hit that ball. He chose to go side, but he didn't go for power. He just, just put it, and that's it's something that almost I mean, I think you just hit the target, right? Like hope hit and hit the target and like let good things happen. But he he's probably he's got a score. Uh, I think um, I think we talked about it the, on the last time that we were on a podcast together. The difference in individual quality can make the biggest difference. And so like we saw all the chances that we got early on, like especially in the first half, we had so many clear cut chances, good opportunities. Um, where we played really well in the system in the first half, and we just didn't make it count. Um, like we had the Adams had a had a few chances early on where, um, like we know Adams can be good, but he's got to be putting those chances away. Mm-hmm. And we're in the second season now, and he's good, but he's a striker and he gets paid to put away those chances. Yeah. Um, and so in the first half we did look good and we created some good opportunities, but um, yeah, I'm a broken record at this point. We've, we've got to put those chances away. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, Jennifer had that run where he looks great. Um, I hope he gets more. I hope he gets more opportunities in the future. I hope he gets another start in our next game. Um, if he's able to create chances like that, because you know, soon enough we will put it away. He'll pass it to Ings instead of Adams, mm-hmm. and it'll be a goal. Yeah, I mean, we were undone today, kind of on the counterattack through fairly direct tactics several times. But uh, just looking at the, I mean, if it's any consolation, the XG is exactly the same for both teams. <laughs> it's two point two eight a piece, which, um, you know, I mean, we weren't we weren't completely terrible, but no, it it just it just kind of didn't work out for us. Um, I will say though that I, I I do want to mention that the I guess McCarthy with us playing such a high line and McCarthy being required to sweep up. Uh, I think you and I were watching the same broadcast, so you can hear Ralph walking the team through, and you can hear him saying to McCarthy, "Good, good, you know, you have time, or or good, you know." And and it always makes me nervous when McCarthy is outside the box and coming for balls not only because I worry about him getting getting caught in two minds and, and deciding not to come all of a sudden when the, the center backs are expecting him to sweep the ball up or not, but also because I worry about his his touches. I'm not confident with his passing and I'm I'm I would almost rather him hit it long and get it over the halfway line and out of bounds and let the other team have a throw in and let us press from there than for him to try to chip it over an oncoming attacker to the fullback and, and just play it from there. I, I, I worry about that. Um, I agree. Um, McCarthy's always been more of a shot stopper than a distributor. Um, even last season, he had a few sketchy moments where he'd give the ball away, trying to distribute. But 
his saving grace was always how well he was at just stopping shots. Um, and even that let him down today. So um, I think in a perfect world, um, Ralph would like a better distributor in goal. But, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, if McCarthy isn't confident, he just needs to, to boot it long. Mm-hmm. And that's an individual thing that comes down to his decision making. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm glad we didn't kind of change tactics right away when we scored. I thought the way we were playing, yeah. we were in the game for that time. And as long as, I mean, we were, I mean, maybe. It was maybe such we, a good goal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I guess we should, we should actually off. praise that because it was actually. Uh, <laughs> great pass from Walker Peters. Great touch from, from Danny to bring it down. And it was a, a great finish. It was kind of stereotypical. Um, Kings had a pretty similar goal against first last season. It was better. You know, it was kind of hit long to him. He hit it over, I think, over Tongan. Um, and like took it down it, it, I just only yeah, remember that because it's the former saint. But yeah, yeah, he kind of chipped it back over his, or cut like hit it in the air over back over his head and then finished it. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it was a similar, a similar run, similar side, uh, same side of the goal. Um, it was good vision from Walker Peters to put the ball into that area. And the touch from Ings, I think the first touch is what does it because it's just, it's, it puts it right in his path and he doesn't even need to take a second. It's just, um, you know, the angle is still yeah. there. Um, so yeah, I was really, really, and it pleased. gave us confidence. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, it was kind of classic things, the classic things goal that he's done for us. And it was just such a, I don't think I can praise his first touch enough. Like that was just perfect to set him up for the, for the goal. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, that was definitely a positive from the game. Yeah. And, and I mean, up to that point, um, we, I mean, in the in the ten minutes leading up to the goal, this is something that was pointed out. We had about seventy percent possession. We were controlling the game up through there. It was, and and I think for for me that is something that we didn't see last week, where we could not break a team down, we could not hold the ball with any kind of and, and create any kind of chance. And we did that early in the match today, and especially in that in that ten minutes leading up to that goal, um, we had the yeah you know, we we were able to to keep the ball to break them down and then to take the chance to, to put it over the top and, and like all of that seems to be working. And, you know, we kind of kept playing the same way going up, yeah. up right up in the stoppage time of the first half and we were playing well and I was feeling pretty good about it. I was already starting to like, you know, get things in my head about how we were going to address uh, some of the positive aspects. Then they tie it up going into halftime and it's kind of like a little bit of a buzzkill, but it's okay because we're still tied and, you know, we got, you know, we, we had plenty of chances. Adams was right there. We could have, we could have been three, one up at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess I kind of forget, um, because the feelings of the game are so fresh, just how good it felt in the first half. Um, because, you know, I think I saw a tweet from Lucy Hynet to be like, wow, like we actually look really good at this, this game. And she tweeted it in the first half, like, you know, like even if we don't get the result, this is such a, a much better first half than we looked in either of the previous games the past week. So that's got to be a positive take into next week. So, um, like, yeah, you're right. We could have been up 3-1 um, because the first half really did go so well. And the first sudden goal really just deflated the team. You could see it going into halftime. It was just the worst possible the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think we should, you know, when – Ralph is preparing the team for the next game. He's going to focus a lot on the first half. Yeah. Just to be like, okay, like this is what we did good. And then it just all fell apart in the second half. But, you know, get the second half out of your head. Look at everything we did right in the first half um, to break Tottenham down. Because Tottenham are a good team. Um, And so our performance in the first half really was good. And a lot should be taken from that. Yeah. I I think... It's got to be so hard for Ralph to come out and talk after a match like that because there were those positives. But any, if, if he says that, you know, nobody on Twitter wants to hear that right now. You know, nobody wants yeah. to hear anything other than than how crap we were in the second half. And and you know, his his tactics are going to come up for criticism uh, for for pushing the team so high because this is now. I mean, like I said, I didn't see the midweek match. But last week against Crystal Palace, that's what, I mean, we've 
undone yeah. with Zaha down down the side and, and just fairly direct passages of play this week against a Mourinho team with using Mourinho tactics. We, you know, Kane drops a little bit deeper, Mora and Son are running through, um, and and it doesn't take much to outrun Stevens and Bednarak in terms of, especially when Son yeah. does this against people all the time. It's not a secret, you know. Right. Um. So, but there are there were so many good moments in the first half and so many chances for us to you know if we, if we put them 3-1 down we probably do shut up shop a little bit and sit a little deeper yeah. and and just compact space and not not turn into burnley you know part 2 but like right. definitely make things more difficult because that's that's it, it's kind of i guess it's instinct for for these guys to do that but yeah we weren't given the chance we were just cut open and and it was i mean at some point i just i started writing just curse words in the notes and i can't repeat them out loud but like it's it it starts to it's hard to focus on the positives from just right now because it's so fresh you know what if like um like even if okay let's paint the picture where we do go into half one one but the players are fit do you think the second half still goes as bad as it does does ralph just need his players to be fit and that solves most of our problems because um like i'm i'm legitimately asking like do you think that's the main answer to our problems right now? Like if, like t- if tactically we stayed the same throughout the whole game, if um, basically keep everything the same, just make the players a little bit fitter. Do you think the scoreline is just as bad, or is it a mentality thing too? I, 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 th- I think it, I think it is fitness, and I, I wrote in the newsletter that I choose to believe that because that's fixable. That's yeah. there is a solution there, and and if we're patient. It will come, but I am worried that with defeats like this, some people may not be strong enough mentally to to overcome that if it happens again next week. You know, yeah. And so a, it may it's become a slippery slope. Yeah, it may become it may go from a physical thing to a mental thing if we're not careful. And that I think that's what worries me the most because I think we we saw the the squad. It felt like everybody came along mentally last year to get up to speed with what Ralph wanted and and to to and and I'm just worried that I don't know if you lose them after that if they can if they'll recover. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, can I, I offer a little piece of optimism? Yes. Again? Yes. Absolutely. Because <laughs> um, like this is really the same group of players that we had last year, pretty much down to a T, mm-hmm. and. Ralph was able to fix up that team after a really bad run of form at the beginning of last season. So, you know, maybe Ralph didn't learn his lesson from the start of last season to that these problems are back, but hopefully he'll be able to look at the team and there's that precedent that he was able to galvanize this group of players to be a successful team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hopefully he's able to do that again. And I believe he can do that again. You know, I don't think we have any reason. Ralph has not given us a reason to distrust him. So um, at least not yet. So I'm still optimistic, but I think we are right to just be a little, a little concerned, mm-hmm. a little concerned with our form, but our players are still good enough and our manager is still good enough to turn it around. Yeah. Well, I, I, I am, that does give me a, a little bit of hope. Um, and I'm not, yeah. I try really hard not to swing from one extreme to the other. You know, I don't, yeah. it, it's like, it's a lot of energy to like live my life like that. And it, I mean, there were several points today where I was just like, I can't believe like we're doing this. You know, I can't believe yeah. this is, this is the way it's gone because it didn't. And Ralph did say after the game as well, one, another quote was that he, it didn't feel like they were five, two better than us today. Um, right. But once again, it's just, it only takes a couple of moments for for things to get out of hand it's it's just a couple of you know one one defender not stepping up to the line soon enough and and sun's in and that's it and then there's a goal and yeah you know um but i will just point out again like several of their of their their goals were i think you know one or two passes from the goalkeeper to to them scoring and and yeah you know it, it was nice to see i guess they weren't able to break us down when we were sitting back defensively, they never were. I don't think they worked a goal, you know, around and just pulled us apart slowly. Right. You know, they didn't man city us at all. Um, but, but we, I they mean, Burnley does. Yes. Yes. Which is not, 
which I guess is what you would expect from yeah. Jose Mourinho. So I think you're, I, I want to go back to like what, what you said a little bit earlier, that these are all fixable problems, which is can offer some relief. And, you know, um, I think during this, um, <laughs> during this pandemic, it's given at least me a lot of time to reflect on like how reactionary I could be on the internet and like on Twitter, but like it's much better for at least my mental health to like, you know, look at the bigger picture. These are all fixable problems. You know, let's get another center mid in, let's get a winger in and let's get the players fit. And that solves, I think 90% of our problems. Um, and you know, I think we can all just take a deep breath and know that these are fixable. Yeah. And go into go into next week. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I hope so. Um Yeah. So I I don't know, is is there another point you want to make on, on the game? I mean, we're we definitely have issues to address. Ralph has a week to do that and, and he'll have yeah. more time. I don't think anybody is going to to call for his head at this point. I think that would be uh, super reactionary and and I don't see that on even on Twitter I don't see anybody saying Ralph's got to go yeah. um I mean but we definitely have issues to sort out and I and I I hope that the the trans like we get the transfers in that we need and I think so many of us were coming into the season looking at central midfield saying like that definitely there needs to be some strengthening there uh yeah I'm not sure how we feel about or how we felt about our wingers at that point. I think if Buffal goes, we definitely need some, some depth because we're just, the problem is we're one injury away from being in a world of hurt and, and we're like that all over and we're not going to have, you can't have a squad that is, that is bloated and good because we're not playing European football. You know, we, it's, it's pretty amazing that we have a, um, we have a, a lot, still a decent amount of dead weight, like Carrillo and Hoot are still on our squad, but we have such a light team at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's years, like that, that problem's been years in the making, and it's not a super quick fix. And it's something that we've known about for a few years. And so Ralph, yeah, Ralph needs to be able to bring in players, and that's problems that the higher-ups have brought onto the team. Um because, you know, say we did have a little bit of money, like if Hoot and Korea weren't on our wages anymore and we got some transfer money for them, that'd give us a good amount of breathing space to bring in some more depth. And it's just about, we don't have a, we have a very good team, but we don't have a super solid foundation yet of players to be able to, you know, come in and out if somebody's out of fitness. Or if we get hurt, you know, the foundation completely crumbles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's a good chance. Like what happens if Ings gets hurt? What happens if Lord Prowse gets hurt? Mm-hmm. Then our whole world is will fall apart. Yeah. Um, and so, well, yeah, I think that's a long way of saying that our problems have been years in the making. And I don't think there's a super quick fix. Yeah. But there's... um. Yeah, I think Ralph will get it done, but I think it's he's right to be frustrated, and we're right to be a little frustrated as fans too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I th- like I guess back to the game. There's <laughs> really not much to say on the second half. It was we at the end of the game we looked out of fitness, uh, we looked mentally frustrated and tired. Like the players had given up a little bit, especially after the um, the third goal. Yeah, and so. Um, when you think about the subs that came in, like I think Smallbone and Tella are good players, but usually they get thrown into positions that make it really tough for them to have a an impact. Like yeah. Tella came in and he had a couple of pretty good shots. He had he created some decent chances, but he's going up against a a top six defense where the rest of his squad has kind of given up already. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, I think our youth are still good. We have some, there, there's still reasons to be optimistic, but it was kind of hard to take a lot from the, from especially the later part of that second half. Yeah. Yeah. I think tell it uh, small bone. I, I was telling you uh, off, off record oh, before yeah. 
Um, I didn't really see much from him, and I, I wanted, I was excited for him to come into midfield. It's necessitated by Romeo being booked, and us not can't we can't afford to have a red card suspension at this point. So he goes off. Smallbone comes in. I didn't really see himself or see him assert himself in the match uh, as much as he I thought. He wasn't very impactful. But uh, looking at touches and stuff, he what he did get on the ball actually. I kind of just had questions like, did has he actually touched the ball? But um, you know, he he was okay there, but not like you said, not not really an impact there. Tella came on and just I, I don't know what was said to him on the side. Like probably, hey, go go try something because we you know at this point we need it. And and he did. He he got himself a shot right away. He was kind of ambitious, uh, top of the D. But I don't care. Like he he's going yeah. out and he's not. He's not showing any fear, which I think is what we what we need because the 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 fear and the caginess will will keep you. It it'll cause more mistakes when guys are guys are worried about that stuff. And so just go out and try it. Yeah, and I think that's what Janapo brings to the team as well. Just this this kind of almost not carefree, but like like what what's what do we have to lose? You know? Yeah. Can we um can we talk about the handball rule um yeah and our our penalty because like I'm still caught in two minds about it because. Obviously, Doherty couldn't get his arm out of the way. But with the way the rules are currently stated, like I feel like it has to be a, a penalty because Ings got his handball. Um, with the goal taken away for it. Right, the goal taken away in the first half. And so um, the I feel like the penalty has to be given in the second half too to be consistent. But then there's the rule about the deflections and how referees have less or more leeway to like not give penalties if deflections happen. And so like, I think it's just still so confusing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it's nice that Eden's got a second goal. Yeah. Uh, I don't have him in my fantasy team. I did have Adams who had several chances, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I dropped Ings as well for my fantasy team. And so he was bound to score when that happened. I mean, there is the silver lining that I did have KWP, but I'm sure his assist numbers yeah, nice. are, are, wiped out by the fact we conceded five goals but i also had yeah. son so yeah i feel a little guilty but i i was encouraged not to make it i was encouraged to bank my transfer that's what it was um i'm just writing down a couple of questions that are coming in from instagram and twitter just so we can kind of uh, address them um but but yeah i mean I, impressed with tella yes worried about the the squad yes think it's fixable yes how long is it going to take? I don't know. Like I, yeah, you know, it's, and I feel bad that I haven't like talked about specific details of like their goals in the second half. Cause like, I mean the fifth goal, like I guess my biggest frustration from the game is that McCarthy only made one save and they still scored after he made his one save. Yeah. Like he was just kind of invisible mm-hmm. and which is frustrating because I know like he's good, but he, he really didn't in, in, in practice, he didn't make a save. The entire game, which is which was a little disappointing, um, at least on on my end, and because we know he can do better, and I wonder if Forrester will come in um, next week. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he'll get that shot. Well, and I think too, McCarthy played midweek when we kind of thought Forrester would get the start, right? Is that yeah. right? My yeah, name? yeah, he did. Yeah, and so uh, his one save, it uh, according to um, <laughs> who scored, uh, Alex McCarthy makes a save parried into danger <laughs> like yeah he didn't get it away and and Kane swept mopped it up and, and scored but you're right I mean we forced Lloris into five saves and he made some some good reaction saves and you can put it on Adams to he's got to do better or not but Lloris did his job um yeah and McCarthy I think will come up for criticism again because he like you said uh talking in the discord channel people were like I don't think he would have gotten there had he come but like you said he didn't if he stays home the whole time fine if he comes and gets it and brings him down and gives away a penalty, we would have jumped all over him too. But at least he's being, I think he's being asked to do something he's not comfortable with. And yeah. he's been a shot stopper his entire career, his career. I mean, he's, he's in his thirties. He's, he's in, and so yeah. he's not like, he's probably not up for changing his game a whole lot at this point. So it, it, you can understand the, the, the uncomfortableness with, with that. And at the same time, I, I'm going to be fine with Ralph doing it and just, and we got to put up with the growing pains, but I don't know how long yeah. this lasts. And it, and I guess the, the a big question for me is I just don't, I didn't see any of this last year. I didn't see these issues really developing during, during like project restart. And so I don't know why they're showing up now, unless it is just fitness. And, and once again, we're back to that. And 
yeah. if that's it, then we have a question uh, that, that is here. And it comes from Tommy Boy 15035. He says, how unfit is the squad? And if so, how long until full fitness? And I think we've, we've kind of talked about the, the, the unfitness of the squads so far, but like how, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for how long that takes. It, you know? it was, yeah, I think sadly, um, just with the way training schedules work, like you don't want to run them to death during the week. Right. Cause that means that'll, they won't be fit for the, the weekend game. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's a realistically, two weeks, two more games until they're back to full fitness. So it is alarming that we haven't played a fully fit 90 minutes yet. Yeah. Um, and so, but you know, these are professional athletes. They're on pretty strict regimens and diets and, mm. and routines, and they've each got their own specific number of calories and how much they're supposed to specifically work out per day to get them into their optimal shape. And so they've got some pretty, um, some pretty experienced scientists and, and nutritionists and, um, um, oh, the words escaping me, the people that run their workouts, coaches, yeah. um, their, um, physical, their trainers, there we go. Um, they have very good trainers. And so I think they will get back to full fitness, but it'll just take a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just a couple of things to, to point out. Um, they absolutely beat us in the air. Um, two to one in terms of aerial duels one. Um, I didn't them. realize that. Which I I didn't notice. I, I I guess I didn't pick up on it either. But they they were more physical than us, which is has been a criticism of Saints in the past. Is we're not we're not strong enough. But overall, I mean, there there are some positives. If if Adams puts those chances away early, the game is different. Um, yeah. But we have to be able. The, the guys have to be able to make an adjustment. And maybe and or maybe not. Maybe Ralph has said, "We're holding this line. We're going to learn to play this way." And if it hurts us now so be it i don't know how i feel about that because i'm I'm conflicted about that i should say because i yeah. want the team to play like high pressing exciting football i want us to to be that way i don't want to go back to having 70 percent possession and us just passing it between the center backs and the goalkeeper i don't i don't enjoy that nobody i don't want to get up at 4 a.m for that i'll get up at 4 a.m to watch us go press teams into oblivion but we didn't really even do that today you know it's a it's a fine line that the team has to walk between being um between being stubborn to their tactics and trusting in their tactics and being flexible because you don't want to be um yeah you don't want to be too adaptable and not have like an identity because then that's the other way that this goes that we're just way too fluid we don't have an identity players don't know what to do um and then that hurts us in our own ways but then you don't want to be too stubborn either when you have games like we did today and so it's hard and it's a balancing act. And um, this is what managers and players get paid to do is to find out those decisions. And so hopefully they'll be able to, to figure that out again over the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a couple of questions and we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I am scheduled to go on a Spurs show uh, shortly, which is I'm sure going to be Good fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They promised, they sent me a message. He's like, I, we won't be gloating. I was like, I, I bet you're wrong. Like, I bet you will be, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, one of them is just a little easier. Um, Hunty 51 on Instagram says, what's our, what's your favorite kit since us coming back to the premier league. So from 2012 to 2013 or 2012, 2013 to now, do you have a favorite? That's um, a good question. It is. And it made me think, and I, and I think to give you time while you, you go ahead and you don't have to listen to this. You can just think, um, I think for me, it's the away shirt that we wore 2016, 2017, when we went, uh, the gray and black one, the away day at Anfield or the evening at Anfield. I think that's, I think that's yeah. the, the, the kit for me. Um, we've had some really nice, uh, third kits as well. Uh, the one we yeah. wore for the EFL cup final was, was fantastic, but I own that black one and I, that's probably the one I wear the most. And I think yeah. that's my favorite. I like the way it fits. I like the way it feels. It gives me good memories. I'm sad that the, uh, some of the logos coming off now, but for me, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's the, um, I forget exactly which year it was, but I've been looking for one for so long and it's the Navy kit with like kind of a neon little stripe or little thing 
um, that like the the player that epitomizes it for me is Alhero Elia. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when he wore that, and I want that navy one with like movie at the front, long sleeve. Um, but do you know the exact one I'm talking about? I hope. Yeah, it had to be either 2014, 2015, or 2015, 2016. I can't remember if it was yeah. Adidas or if it was the one that we had when we didn't have when we made them in house. I yeah. want to say. I want to say it's 2014, 2015, but I could be wrong. It's got to be one of those two, though. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, that is a that is a good one. Um, I know you can find the green one. It's probably the one we made in house because you can find the green one. That I think is Adidas, um, all over. Um, can you hold on one minute? The dog is going to like pee in the in the house if I don't take him out. Um, 2015, 2016. I got it. But we did. So you yeah, found that's it. my favorite kit. Yes. 2015, 2016. But I just yeah, and so I just yeah, I want to find that online long sleeve. Um, that's the one I want. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sure somebody out there has it. Um, yeah. I'm almost, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is a nice shirt. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but I, no, I think, I think that's it. I think the rest of the questions we've kind of addressed throughout the show. Um, so Jim guys, thanks for sending those in. Dan asked yesterday, um, how did we lose the game, the, the game today? Like he just said that yeah. before the game started, which I thought was hilarious. You know, one sentence a one sentence answer to how we lost this game. Um, we weren't fit enough. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Cause once again, it's fixable, it's fixable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we'll have to watch throughout the week, see if anything develops transfer wise in or out. And, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be a little bit better, uh, next weekend. I don't think we have to wake up quite as early, uh, which that's, that's I, always good. I, I am. I'm a morning person though. So like waking up for a six thirty seven thirty game, I'm happy with <laughs> Yeah, well, next week, next week it's a uh, it's it's evening, Saturday, nine twenty six, uh, twelve p.m. kickoff for for me. So, uh, oh wow, that's different. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes, and it's uh, of course it's Burnley, so can't wait for that. Yay! We always do so well against Burnley. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> things I didn't think were going to happen, but anyway, uh, yeah. Christian, thank you so much. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for your continued support of the show, um, both online and, and via Patreon. I appreciate that. If people want to follow you on Twitter, they can do that at Kaylor Nero and on Instagram C dot N D L E R links of course are in the show notes, but, but thanks so much yeah. for coming on. I post a lot of, I post a lot of pet pictures. So follow me. People, people like pet <laughs> pictures. It's all, it's all good. Um, so um, yeah. no, thank you for, yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me back on. It really is always cool that you, invite me on um i hope the listeners of course enjoy listening to me turn on no they, um, but they, yeah thanks so much for inviting me no my pleasure and uh we'll do it again and hopefully under better circumstances yeah for sure um uh, thanks again matt good all luck right. on the tottenham thing thanks uh hopefully it goes all right <laughs> that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Special thanks goes out this week to Christian Candler, the guest of the show. You can find him on Twitter at Candler Nero and on Instagram at C.N.D.L.E.R. You like uh, pet stuff? You should go there. There's lots of that. again, I just want to thank you for listening and for supporting the show. Thank you to all of the patrons who helped keep it going. If you would like to become a member of that community, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. The link, of course, is in the show notes. But uh, even without the patrons, this show would still maybe kind of be possible. Uh, but you might not have heard it if it wasn't for the partners of the show, the Southampton page. It's on Twitter at Southampton page one and on Instagram at Southampton page. Actually, those addresses are switched. So it's Southampton page one on Instagram. But um, follow them. You will stay up to date with everything that's happening around the club from transfer rumors to uh, lineup changes to training stuff and, and everything else. So uh, that's to keep you up to date with all of the news. And if you want to get in touch with the history of the club, you can do that by going and following the Saints Archive and joining the Saints Archive Facebook group uh, where you can get in touch with uh, a bunch of other fans, some former pros, and uh, the history of the club that we all love. The logo for the show is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. For all your match day edits, polls, competitions, and more, be sure to check out the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. All music comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the intro credits that you're listening to right now is 
Aim is True by Pottington Bear. And we will be back next week after the Burnley match. Of course, we're all very much looking forward to it, but at least you don't have to go there this time. So there's that. So there will be a show then. And if you've enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend and consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. That does it for this week. And until next time, we're both together and march on. Absolutely shocking.